We are continuing in our heart attack series. We are looking at Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 through 37 this morning. As a child, you probably said something to this nature, cross my heart and hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. Anybody ever said that before? You know, I've said something similar to that. And uh, that's called swearing. It's called taking an oath. And today we're talking about that. We're talking about swearing and taking an oath. A lot of times in our culture today when we talk about people, they, they swear. We, we're talking about foul language. Foul language um, that, that should not be named of us. But also swearing should not be named of us. God uh, mentions this in the Old Testament. We do know that there is a form where they would take an oath that was acceptable but there was over time they got lazy and lax with it and started using it, uh, using uh, lesser quality things that they thought they did not have to be held accountable to their oaths and swearing. But come to find out, we will be held accountable for every idle word that we speak. That's what the Bible tells us. So it doesn't regardless what you swear by, you're going to be held accountable by your words. And we need to understand today that that's important for us to know. That we will be held accountable for every word that we speak. So if you will, join me here in Matthew chapter 5, looking specifically at verses 33 through 37. We're looking at motive and swearing. Motive and swearing, taking oaths. So Jesus, again, just to give you some context, he is speaking. This is the Sermon, of the, sermon on the Mount. And he is speaking to many people there on the hillside. He first called his apostles unto himself. And then he went on to, uh, he had many disciples and followers. And also people who are curious. And also some Pharisees who like to trickle in there from time to time. To figure out what's going on with this guy. And so they got to hear a lot about what they used to know or what they did know. And then what Christ has to say about it in that context for them then. And how that even spills over to us today. Matthew chapter 5, beginning there, verse 33. Jesus says, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. Now, we know in culture today, that's a little different. But at the same time, we understand the context of it. I'll get there in a minute. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Let's look here in Matthew chapter 5, starting there at verse 33. I've repeated this same phrase for the past several weeks. I think this is week four of this series. And so uh, he says, again, you have heard that it was said to those of old. This is something that all of those, the vast majority of those on that hillside had heard before. They had heard these words because they were faithful and religious. I want you to understand religious is not the same thing as having faith in Christ. Having a religion is not the same thing. There are many people who profess to a religion that do nothing in a relationship with Christ. You can have a religion. You can have it all day long. But if you ain't got Jesus when you die, you're going to go to hell with a religion. You can stuff that in your back pocket and you can go wherever you want to go and pull out your religion card. But I don't want to know your religion card. I want to know if you have Christ in your life today. 
And that's going to be evidenced by your words and by your actions, not by you having to say, oh, I'm religious or I'm, I'm at this church. Your church means, I mean, it means a little bit. Don't get me wrong. We want you here. But your church card don't hold a whole lot of water. What holds the water, what is truth, and what matters at the end of the day is who is the Lord of your life? Who is the Lord of your life? And Jesus tells them again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely. You notice he doesn't say you shall not swear at all. Because they took a lot of oaths in the Old Testament. They did. But the thing is, you're not supposed to swear falsely. But shall perform your oaths to the Lord. All of the oaths that you take, Jesus should be the one. God the Father should be the one that, you, that your oaths are taking in the presence of. He is the only one that is true. He is the only one that is just. And he is the only one that has the, the authority to judge on what you say. He is the one. So he's telling them, look, if you're going to make an oath, you need to make it to the Lord. Don't make it to this and that and everything else, because you know what else? Everything else is temporary. Everything else can wash away, be taken away, burned away, or lost. But God the Father is eternally there. He is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. All those things that start with omni, that's him. He is, he is the most amazing uh, God, the only God, for that matter, that we should be mindful of when we are speaking words of truth he is it so he says you shall not jesus says you shall not swear falsely well where does that come from leviticus 19 12 says this you shall not swear by my name falsely nor shall you profane the name of your god i am the lord so you shall not swear by my name falsely we don't need to make false statements in the name of god You've heard people say things of this nature. They'll say, they'll say, cross my heart and hoping to die. My hand, hand on my heart. Hand to, hand to God. You know, all these different things. Hand on my heart. He said, I swear on my life. I swear to the Lord. I, and and you know, listen, you want a double whammy? People say, I swear to God. You, you, you better be cautious about those things. You better be cautious. Now, in the Old Testament, now I'm telling you, that was the only way that, that was a, the only way an oath could be done was to the lord an oath to the lord okay but these are things that people say today that's the reason why i started off with that little thing cross my heart and hope to die stick a needle in my eye i hadn't heard that in oh goodness ages but as i was studying this week i was like that came to mind so anyway we'll, we'll talk about those those phrases a little bit more in detail in just a moment but he says uh what does it mean to swear now many times as i said earlier we we today uh, associate the word swearing oh they're swearing as like a curse word is a cuss word curse word however you want to say that i've always said them cuss words and and swearing in this context here is slightly different from that it's different from that but nonetheless you don't need to be cussing or, or cursing either way so okay just understand that's that's a blanket statement don't don't do that neither all right so he says but i say to you Excuse me, I got ahead of myself. Let me go back up. Defining swear. To swear means to affirm that truth, to affirm the truth of a statement while calling on God to judge oneself if it is in fact untrue. Let me say that again. That was out of the New American Commentary for Matthew. To swear means to affirm the truth of a statement while calling on God to judge oneself 
if it is in fact untrue. You're saying, God, judge me on this. God, be my judge. You've heard people say that. God, be my judge if this ain't true. You know, whatever. And that's a dangerous thing. You better, you better be careful. You better be careful. That's a great way to be struck down dead. Right? Uh, right real quick. It doesn't take long for the Lord to hear those words and say, you're calling on me to be what I am, and that's judge. And you want me not to just be judge of your eternal life. You want me to be judge of your words at this very moment. You better be smart about the choice of your words. Better be smart about the choice of your words. Also, Numbers chapter 30 gives us inclination and, and information about vows. And also, Deuteronomy 23, 21, and 22. Those are texts also that, that, that stem from what Jesus is talking about here in Matthew 5, 33. But then we go on to see, Jesus says, But I say to you, and as he being the word made flesh, he could say these things to us. He is the fulfillment. He is not erasing the Old Testament. He is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And he says, I say to you, do not swear at all. And this does not mean, again, profanity or cursing, but evoking God's name or substitutes for it to guarantee the truth of what one says. That's what this is saying. Do not swear at all. Don't swear at all. It's not, it's not valuable to you. It's not valuable to the Lord. In all honesty, when you start pulling things out like this, I'm going to tell you, red flags go up immediately in my mind. This person's about to lie to me. Right? I don't know about how you feel, but if people start having to give, give some kind of utterance, preference before or after, you know, uh, then I'm going, mm, <laughs> you're, you're making yourself seem sketchy. You're, you're sketchy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I believe what you're saying or not. Why don't you just say it, and we're going to know by the character of who you are whether or not that's true. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But, but that's the thing about swearing. And it, it does that to us, right? Have any of you ever experienced that? Somebody starts saying, hand on my heart. This happened. Uh, all right. I know y'all have worked with coworkers that do stuff like that. They want to tell you about the fish they caught at the lake, but yet they have no picture. They have no evidence. Hand on my heart, this fish was this big. Or, there, or now, the thing is now, is people are holding the fish like way out from them, like this right here, and they take a picture, and it makes the fish look really big. But if you actually took it in perspective, if they pulled it back here, the fish is about that big. But if they hold it out, it looks like it's about that big. Okay, you know, that's what people do. And they're, they're, they're making these statements. You can't trust what they're saying. And that's what God, Jesus Christ is saying to us. Don't swear at all. And Jesus, he, he, he saw these four things that I'm about to mention as uh, the Jews, excuse me, not Jesus. The Jews saw these next four things as less binding than by saying by God. And taking their oaths to the Lord. So what are these things? Here we go. He says, do not swear at all, neither by heaven. Why is that? Because it's God's throne. Matthew 23, 22 says this. He that shall swear by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him that sitteth thereon. So when Jesus says, do not swear at all, neither by heaven. Why is that? For it's God's throne. It's God's throne. And who sits on the throne? God. So don't swear by something such as that. You're still swearing by the authority and the power that sits on that throne. 
Because that throne has no power. That throne has no authority. It has no significance apart from the one who sits on it. So when the Jews were saying, well, I swear by heaven. Don't do that. That's the throne of, the, of, of God the Father. Don't swear by that. You don't need to swear by that. It's, just, it's a place. And then he says, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool. So he tells them, don't swear by heaven, for it's God's throne, and don't swear by the earth, for that is his footstool. The psalmist wrote and, and wrote these words, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Therefore, to swear by the earth is actually swearing to God. Again, don't swear by the earth. Don't swear by the earth. And listen, these two comparisons were taken from Isaiah 66, 1, where we read, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. We don't... And I, I just feel like that we need to understand if we're having to preface what we're saying and, and, and then cap it off, if we bookend it with oaths, people in the middle are not going to trust what we're saying. People aren't going to trust what we're saying. We need to be very cautious about swearing by things. And listen, then he says, nor by Jerusalem. These are all either things or places. Heaven, earth, Jerusalem. And in your head here in just a minute, but he's talking about Jerusalem. He says, don't swear at all by heaven, by earth, nor by Jerusalem. Why, why not Jerusalem? It is the city of the great king. And Jerusalem is the holy city, the city of God. Therefore, to swear by Jerusalem is to swear by God. And to swear by heaven, earth, or Jerusalem was to be irreverent toward God. The Jews... The Jews felt as though this was they, they, could, they could invoke these things that are sacred, these things that are highly recognized, that, that are held in high esteem, and people would say, oh, yeah, that, you know, he's swearing by heaven, so we need to take his word. Oh, he's swearing by the earth. Well, the earth is his footstool. Don't swear by the earth. But he says, oh, we can swear by the earth, and, and that's good. Oh, I'll swear by Jerusalem. Man, Jerusalem, we all know Jerusalem's important. You know, it's so important. You know, some people, they'll lie to you, and they'll say, hand on the Bible. On my mama's grave. People, people say terrible things. And to me, that just, to me, I'm just like, man, you, <laughs> back away. Just back away. That's what it makes me think when people start saying things like that. Because it just immediately throws up the red flags. Ding, 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 ding. This guy, this lady is not this. Obviously, so many of the things that she said is not truth. <laughs> that for this one thing to be accounted as truth, they've got to throw all these oaths on it. Do you, do you see that too? Like every other word you spoke to me just about five minutes ago, you never made an oath to it. But for some reason, this one thing you felt like you needed to. So should I discard everything else you've said? You can't tell me that it went through your mind when you've talked to somebody who said that kind of stuff, right? I'm like, okay, so if, if you said this, man, I promise you, man, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I promise this happened. This, I did this or they did that or whatever. Well, what about those other things? I don't know what to believe that comes out of your mouth. 
Don't do that. He says, don't swear at all. There's no reason to. There's no reason to swear. And then he says, uh, verse 36, nor shall you swear by your head because you cannot make one hair white or black. Now, many of you sitting in this room would argue that. Uh, I use just for men and keep my goatee and my beard black or, or brown, whatever. No, I'm sorry. If you look at this, I got a lot of gray in here. I ain't used just for men. But, but you see, we know that things have changed a little bit back then. They couldn't do that. <laughs> but some of you might want to add gray in there. It looks, you know, whatever. But, but there's, there's, this, there's this thing where he's saying, listen, your head is so important. Listen to what this says. The common idea among Jews and the Greeks and the Romans as well was that a man who staked his head uh, on an oath would be more likely to keep his word than run the risk of losing his head. You think about that. Because people could lose their heads back then. You know, we don't have that kind of thing now. But people could potentially lose their head. So if they staked it on their head, but yet then they go out and they find it to be an untruth, and you swore on your head, sometimes those things are called upon. That's a dangerous thing to do. That's a dangerous thing to do. God created man and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And life is not ours to do with as we want. God is the author of life, therefore life belongs to God. To have your head removed, but to have your life removed, and if you're making an oath on your head and it's untrue, you better be cautious. Because your life may be called upon, and then you're going to have an eternity to deal with what untruth you gave. Right? We've got to be cautious about that. And as I said before, here it is. He says, nor shall you swear by your head because you cannot make one hair white or black. Even one's head, which might be thought to be uniquely under an individual's control, has divine predetermined features such as hair color. God set those things in motion. Of course, we know. I mean, listen, I've, I've changed the hair color of my hair before. You know, use about four bottles of sun in on this hair right here. It don't go blonde, I'll tell you that. It goes orange. <laughs> it goes orange no sun in can fix that problem but um <laughs> my dad didn't like that a whole lot either so uh anyway but but you could try to change the color of your hair and and you know today we have many people who do that like i said i've done that before um but listen it, the, the point it's trying to make here is the value of that every single one of these things also when he says don't don't swear by them these things that are not created to be the foundation of your truth or untruth telling. Every single one of these things that he says not to swear by are created for God's glory. Not for your, your excuse of either telling a falsehood or trying to find something to stand on because everything else you've spoken is untrue. Heaven was created for God's glory. That's where he resides. That's where his throne is. It's for his glory. The earth is his footstool. Everything in it. We were created for God's glory. The chief end of man is to glorify God in all we do. It's what we're supposed to do. Glorify God. The earth is built and made for his glory. Jerusalem, the great city of the king, was to give glory to God. And then you and I are created to give glory to God. So don't swear by any of these things. Don't be swear by the things that are to give glory to God. Don't swear by those things. 
we should be people whose words are so characterized by integrity that others need nothing in addition for us to be trusted. Our lives should be so characterized by integrity that we don't need to use oaths to support the fact that we're telling the truth. People should know that when, when we speak, truth comes. And how, how does that happen? Well, Scripture tells us that if that I have written God's word on my heart that I might not sin against him. So if you've got God's word written on your heart, then what comes out of your mouth, the Scripture also tells us, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you're going to be speaking truth. So you don't need to add these oaths to everything you say. Make swearing, I swear by heaven, I swear by earth, hand on my heart, cross my heart, hope to die, stick in the limb. All these different things that, that we want to say to give, credit, to give cre uh, credence to what we're saying. Cut it out. So what should you do? Verse 37, let your yes be yes and your no, no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Cut it out. Because if you're adding it on, you're letting the devil into your life. Be careful. Be mindful of the words you speak. James wrote, Jesus' half-brother, you know. James chapter 5, verse 12. He says, Above all, my brethren, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. Well, that sounds very similar. It seems like a half-brother was listening uh, to his brother, right? How many brothers listen to their brothers? <laughs> Not many. But if your brother was Jesus and you've submitted to him as God, you're going to be quoting what he says. <laughs> and that's what James does. I mean, that's identical right here. James was in the presence when this was spoken. James took this to heart. And if you read through James, if you want, if you want straightforward, prick you in the heart, tell you how to live, Read the book of James. Read James's letter. Because I'm telling you, James is the most applicable, the most applicable letter in the New Testament. I mean, he's just this, this, this for today's living. You want to you know how to live today? Listen to James. And James says this, Above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. If, if something is true, we should affirm it. If something is untrue, we need to deny it. But we need not preference what we say with an oath, nor do we need to end it with an oath. If I may quote the, the great poet and rapper John Rubin, let your yes be yeah and your no be nah. We need to let our yes be yes and our no, no. Anything more than that, is from the evil one. It, and it will lest you fall into judgment. And as I said. The Lord's judgment is going to come on each and every single person. When they die. And they stand before the throne. I don't want to invoke his judgment on my life. And on my words at this very moment. By saying. I swear to you by the Lord's name. I put my hand on the Bible. All the kind of stuff. I don't want that right now. Because I still got a sin nature that I'm battling. And it's very likely that I could say something that's untrue. I pray that that's not true. But we need to be very mindful of the words we speak. Scripture tells us we will be held accountable for every idle word that we speak. So when we, when we listen to what Jesus is saying to us here in, in this 
in this portion of this message of this heart attack where Jesus is attacking the heart. Listen, we need to be people of integrity. Where we choose our words wisely, where we speak. You know, Scripture tells us to be slow to speak, slow to speak, slow to anger, be quick to listen. That's where we need to be found. As believers in Jesus Christ, there's, there's many times that we, we want to spout off. We want to say something. Be mindful. And it's not just, you know, it's not just the actual words that are audibly heard in the ears of people that we will be held accountable for. It's also the words that come through the typing of the fingers, the pressings of the thumbs, and where they go, whether that be in, in the Twitterverse, if you will, or whether that be on Facebook, Instagram, if you're doing a Snapchat or a TikTok, be mindful of what it is because let your yes be yes and your no be no. Today, you have an opportunity to let your yes be yes. Today, you can say yes to Jesus Christ. You can say yes to him. Yes, I submit to you as Lord of my life. Yes, I surrender the rest of my days to you so that I may live and give glory to you for all the end of my days. That's the chief end of man is to give glory to God and to be happy in him. 